Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Neil Roshani, my co-host here. Devin Ellington is joining me for um, the card on February 11, 2020. Um, Devin, how are you doing tonight? Howdy, Neil. I'm doing all right. I'm just uh, looking forward to this card we got coming tomorrow. It's, uh, it's a pretty decent one, college and professionally. Yeah, it's, um, we're recording this on Monday the 10th. Um, how's the, uh, the city of Kansas City? Are people- um, I think they're still half drunk, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Half of them are still drunk, and the other half are hungover. So yeah, well, fifty years will do that. Uh, yes, yeah, a lot of pent up energy. <laughs> um, um. Anyway, before we get to our tonight's card, I guess we'll we'll stop. We'll go through the uh, games uh, Monday night that I've concluded at the point of this recording. Um, let's start off with the first game of this night, which I believe was Charlotte Detroit. Is this right? Did they? Yes. Have to cancel this because it only got to eighty-seven seventy-six. What the hell happened here? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I I was shocked by this. Also, it was just uh, atrocious basketball. The Pistons didn't score twenty points in two separate quarters in the first and the fourth, and it was just uh, this was rough to watch. And um, I believe the under hit. I'm no mathematician, but it was at 206, and uh, they barely got to 150. Detroit was a four-point favorite, so Charlotte definitely covered that by winning. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing too crazy going on here, nothing too much to talk about in regards to this horrendous basketball game that was played. Well, I mean, they lost Drummond. Um, I I just want to throw this out there. I'm I, haven't, I don't really know what to do when teams lose a star, right? Because the, the first adage is to, like, bet on them, right, thinking they'll rally. But uh, I'm not sure what the record has been against the spread since Drummond left, but I can't imagine this team being all that competitive looking at the starting lineup. Obviously, Derek Rose was out again tonight. Um, they're starting Thon McClure at the center. He's not doing a whole lot. Uh, Tony Snell is back in the starting lineup. Yeah, this team is in, in dire straits. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty rough around the edges. Um, I, uh, you know, this is obviously a hard time to handicap games uh, just because of all the moving pieces, rotations mm-hmm. getting renewed and just, you know, figuring stuff out with their new guys, missing links, all that good stuff. And plus it's right before All-Star break, so some teams may or may not be motivated. Uh, it's just a weird part of the NBA season. Fun, but weird. Yeah, it's all. It is very weird because teams are players are checking out mentally a little, a little bit ahead of the break, um, so it's hard to handicap as well. 
All right. Uh, second game I'm seeing is Brooklyn, Indiana. Indiana uh, comes up short here. 106-105. Brooklyn wins on the road. Nice win for them. They end up um, not only winning, but they were six-and-a-half-point dogs coming in over under 217. So the under hits by six points. Uh, any thoughts on this game? Um, from what I saw, it was a really nice competitive back to uh, back and forth game. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie hit a uh, go ahead step back jumper to seal the deal. Um, from what I saw, Aladipo had a pretty decent game. He looked pretty good out there. He's starting to amp up a little bit with his minutes restriction and get back into the swing of things. Um, this Pacers team is kind of faltering a little bit. They've st- uh, fallen a couple spots in the Eastern Conference standings. And, um, yeah, they, they need to get going here if they want to stay competitive and not fall to, like, a 6, 7, or 8 seed. Yeah, we'll see. I don't, none of us really expect them to make much noise in the Eastern Conference, but they certainly haven't gotten any better with Oladipo back. Um, right. Tonight in the starting lineup, of 27 minutes, not much of a line. Struggled again, 5 of 14 shooting. So hasn't looked that great so far, but as expected, it's going to take a while. Uh, next game I'm seeing is Atlanta or – excuse me, Atlanta, Orlando. Atlanta games tend to go high scoring. This one definitely went over. I'm assuming 126, 135, 260 points on a 222 over. Uh, Orlando, eight-and-a-half point favorites, and they went by nine. So basically right on the line. Um yeah, I think if I ever been on an Atlanta game, it's just going to be on the over if Trey Young's playing. That's yeah, that's yeah. Side I'm never going to look at. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, defense optional for sure. There's no reason that this Orlando team, the way they're constructed, should have put 135 points on the board. It's just not how they are meant to be. Um, and conversely, so it's hard to imagine that they allowed 126 points because they are a decent. Uh, you know, defensive club, you know, so I was kind of surprised by this outcome. Um, I wasn't thinking that they would cover just because Atlanta can score the ball almost seemingly at will. Mm. Um, But, you know, when you don't defend anyone, uh, they score a lot of points. Sounds like something John Madden would say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. The next thing I'm seeing here is Toronto and the new look Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Toronto wins 137-126 at home. I guess this line is pretty much in line with that. Uh, Toronto minus eight, so they did cover. And then the over-under, 235, and they blew it out of the water with 263 points. Another high-scoring affair. Minnesota is another team that they tend to see some high totals. Uh, Towns having a nice night. Um, my God, though. D'Angelo Russell there now. Um, Juan Cho Hernan Gomez. Malik Beasley. Whole bunch of new starters. Uh, have you been able to figure out how to handicap this team yet? Um, fade them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still, I mean, it's still the Timberwolves, especially at home. They're the worst team against the spread at home. Uh, they were on the road tonight, but, you know, the Raptors won their 15th in a row. Uh, they did get Kyle Lowry back, which, um, you know, the fade in the team that gets a star back or one of their key cogs back was not in play tonight. But Siakam, he – uh, pretty much did a lot on his own. Uh, he had 34 points, and, um, you know, Lowry was able to get out there and get 11 assists, granted with eight turnovers, but he came out and played 40 minutes his first game back with that neck injury. 
this Toronto team is just very, very hard to bet against right now. But, you know, they're at that win streak of where, okay, at some point in time it has to end. So when do you feel comfortable fading them? And I've actually been fading them or not playing them. Um, I can't say I've faded them because I'm just not touching their lines. I'm just respecting what they're doing on a basketball sense right now. Um, it's just it's hard to put bets in against uh, them or in a game that they're involved in just because 15 games in a row that they've won, that's a lot of games. It's got to stop eventually. I don't know what is going to happen, but um, it, it's scary to bet against them. Yeah, they've been on a roll. Um, like you said, getting Lowry back tonight. They look – they are um, the second-best team in the East in terms of record right now. Uh, six games back, Milwaukee. Six and a half games back. So, gosh, that's impressive. I thought they might not make the playoffs this year. How crazy was that? And now – Yeah, you know, their talent, you know, sure they lost Kawhi. But other than Kawhi, the only guy that they really lost in that ta- uh, that talent pool was Danny Green. Yes. Um, and he was, you know, he was what he was. He's a decent, you know, 3 and D guy, a good uh, wing defender, um, a perimeter defender. But, you know, they have younger guys like Norman Powell and uh, even Randy Hollis Jefferson. You know, he's not an offensive juggernaut and by far not a great three-point shooter like Danny Green is, but he's very capable on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, Serge Ibaka had a down year last year, and it was just, you know, time for him to positively regress. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure where um, the um, – doubt was coming from as far as this team, especially in a weak Eastern conference. So, um, yeah, I didn't expect them to be this good, but I knew they would probably be about a five or six seed in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, they're going to exceed that for sure. And, uh, they are looking very strong as you said. Um, all right. The next game I'm seeing here is Sacramento, Milwaukee, Milwaukee wins 123, 111, no Giannis on the court tonight. So led by Bledsoe and Middleton in the scoring column. Um, let's see what happened to the line here. Did it come down much? They're still a 10-point favorite. They covered by two. So very, very close there. The over-under, 230, and this was 234. So both are pretty tight there. Um, and uh, if you would have bet on them, you would have bet at mybookie.ag. Um, are, you, are you still betting there nightly? Absolutely. They're one of my uh, go-tos. Probably, you know, they are my go-to. So that's, uh, you know, they take good care of us by sponsoring the show. We love everything they do for us. So um, it's a great place to place your bets. And um, even if you do got some money in another book service, it's not bad to go ahead and diversify your portfolio and go ahead and put some money in there. And do that by using our promo code today, which is T-O-B-A-Y, to get a 50% matchup to $2,000. So you can max out their deposit bonus of $1,000 uh, if you deposit $2,000. Yeah, so uh, I bet I win and I get paid by my bookie quite often. I love it. I love them. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for talking about your experience there. It is always good to have multiple outs, as they say in the business to get the best line. So please make my bookie one of your options. If it's already one of yours. And again, as Devin said, 50% matching bonus with the code today. Um, all right. I think I was in mid Milwaukee, Sacramento there when I, when I was uh, reminded gently about the, uh, my bookie. Um, what do you, uh, what do you take away from this game? 
Uh, Milwaukee's really good. <laughs> uh, Sac- <laughs> Sacramento, uh, it was actually close up until six minutes left mm-hmm. in the ballgame, and then Chris Middleton kind of just took over. Uh, you know, he had 28 tonight, and I had 21 shooting, so that's not that great, but he had a double-double with 11 rebounds. Uh, he also had eight assists, so flirted with a triple-double. If I remember right, Giannis Antetokounmpo was out uh, for personal reasons. So they still covered um, without Giannis and still scored 123 points without Giannis. So this is um, a scary bunch of books. And um, the Eastern Conference is theirs for the taking, you know. Uh, we'll see how they perform when the, when the playoffs roll around. But um, they look pretty um, unbeatable. Um, they just match up so well. And they just uh, were able to pick up Marvin Williams off of a contract buyout from the uh, Hornets. That is a great piece to add. He, uh, he is going to make them better, uh, and they're already great. So this Definitely is- more veteran uh, presence. Yes, and he can do basically – he can kind of – he's a guy who can, you can throw it right in there and he will not disrupt the offense, and yet he can help the team get better um, at the margin. And I think this is the team to beat now for the finals. I think they might, they're going to win the whole thing um, if I had to make a bet. Anyway, uh, next game here, Utah-Dallas. Utah got off to a huge start here. They were up by 20. I started early in the first half. Uh, Dallas makes a comeback, but they fall short 123. To 119, uh, this game must have gone over. I can't imagine Utah game being that high. 217 was the total. Dallas was the one-point favorite at home, which is interesting considering um, Luca is still on the sidelines. Uh, and so, if you were a Utah backer, you got the win here. Um, I'm, I, you know, I, I stay away from this game. Do you have any thoughts on it going in? You know, I. Um... As I've said before, I am a Mavericks fan, and I don't like to bet my favorite teams just because of heart reasonings. But I will say that um, I was looking for Tim Hardaway Jr. to step up and have a good game like he has been uh, recently with um, Doncic being out. Uh, Porzingis had a slow start. Well, the whole Mavericks team had a slow start, but Porzingis was able to put it together, have a uh, nice second half. Um, this Utah team's tough. They were on a little bit of a rut and a skid, but um, they're starting to pick it up. Seems like that goaltending call or not call that they got the other night against Portland is um, it, it's helping them out a little bit. I don't know if you saw Boyan Bogdanovich's shot last night against the Rockets to win it, but that was an incredible shot. I heard, you know, I have not seen the replay. Uh, it was it was magical. It, it was a ballsy shot, pardon my French. Yeah, I'll have to check it out now. Yeah, yeah I, did some, I was surprised they were able to get that win. That was a, that's a great, uh, great outcome for him. Um, all right, the last game that's currently completed at this time is Denver-San Antonio. Denver winning 127-120 at home. This has to be another over, right? 127-120. Let's see, the over under was 216, so it goes over by 30. Uh, Denver six and a half point favorites. They just get the cover by a half point. Uh, Jokic, every bit as advertised after a slow start of the season, 19 points, eight rebounds, 13 assists. Uh, Jamal Murray is back and playing spectacular basketball. Um, Jeremy Grant's in the starting lineup. Paul Millsap is now back as well, but playing well off the bench. This team is starting to get their guys back and, We'll see if they make a run in the uh, Western Conference. Um, any thoughts on this game? Um, the Spurs were up 
seemingly by 20 this whole game until the second half. Um, even going into the fourth quarter, I think they had an 11 point, uh, no, it was a four point, uh, four point lead going into the fourth quarter. Um, Morris hit that buzzer beater three at the end of the third. So if he wouldn't hit the half court buzzer beater, they would have taken a seven point lead into the fourth, the Spurs that is. Uh, they got outscored 74 to 53 in the second half. And I don't think you're going to win too many ball games by doing that. I actually was able to get the Spurs plus seven. So a couple of late free throws turned this game into a push for me. So I'm not too thrilled about what uh, Popovich's <laughs> crew did tonight. So they just collapsed. It was gross. Um, I almost played it live just to get more plus money um, on the money line, and I'm glad I did. Uh, just they were looking good, and then all of a sudden it was just it was pretty bad. But Marcus Aldridge had a good game: uh, 33 points, six rebounds, five assists. And uh, like you said, Jokic is um, seems like he goes out there and gets almost a triple double every night. Yeah, he's still fun to watch. Still one of my favorite players out there. Um, good to see them. You know, not having an off year after last year's great season. They're not really slumping like people thought they might. Uh, right. Yeah, they'll be uh, – currently, I think they're um, – let's see, where are they in the West? I want to say third. Yeah, they're second now. Second, second right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, same loss column as the Clippers, but one more win. So Gotcha. Tied for second with the Clippers. Um, all right, and the Lakers are just up by one game. So, anyway, that takes us through uh, – the games that conclude tonight, um, Los Angeles Phoenix just during the third quarter, the Lakers up 11, and then Miami up 19 on Golden State at halftime. We're going to transition now, though, to the games on February 11th. We've got five slated. Um, first game I'm seeing here is the Clippers at Philadelphia. Clippers are one-point road favorite over under 225.5. Philadelphia has just been awful as of late. Um, they did – win their last two games, but against anyone of, of competitiveness, they've really struggled, losing to Milwaukee, Miami, Boston. Oh, gosh, even Atlanta before that. So this one's going to be hard for me. It looks like the Clippers will have uh, both George and Kawhi. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, so uh, one thing to highlight is Patrick Beverly is going to be out. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, still having Kawhi and Paul George is huge. Um, Philadelphia's got a 24-2 and two record at home. Um, so I've been gun-shy with placing bets on or against Philadelphia because it seems like every time I do one way or the other, they do the opposite of what I need them to do. And they're 1-6 against spread in their last seven, so they're, they're reeling a little bit in that regard. 4-1 um, and one against spread in their last five games and playing at home against the Clippers – and, uh, you know, the Clippers are 4-1 and one, uh, straight up in their last five games. But they are also 0-7 against their last seven games against Philly. So there's some really, you know, just conflicting narratives here. Um, and it's, it's a weird matchup. You know, Joel Embiid's back. But the Clippers also were a little bit active at the deadline. They got uh, Marcus Morris. Um, so I wonder if they're still figuring their rotations out. Philadelphia was one of the more heavily involved teams as well. Um, shifting, you know, two or three guys into their rotation. They tried to shore up that three-point shooting um, by getting Glenn Robinson the third and Alex Burks. 
Mm. One point for a home dog who has one of the best home records in the NBA. If you told me that it was not the Philadelphia 76ers, I'd be all on it. I'd jump all over this. But it's the Sixers, and they're playing the Clippers, and the Clippers are nearly full strength. I'd probably play this game if Patrick Beverly was in there and it was an even matchup. But I just don't feel comfortable either way. I think it's going to be a great game. So I'm probably going to stay away from this as far as betting just because I've not had a lot of luck with Philadelphia. I will say if I am going to lean any which way, it's going to be to go ahead and just take the uh, home dog Mm. just because Philadelphia is so good at home. But right now the uh, public consensus on the spread is 64% to the Clippers and 36 to Philadelphia. So I'm not uh, with the popular opinion here. Yeah, this one's tough for me. I'm going to stay away. Uh, Philadelphia, I just – uh, I'm a little gun shy on them. You're right, though, just by the numbers. Um, I would take the obvious I'm seeing, but um, the Clippers are a team that can that um, travel well that they're, the way they play. So I'm not uh, not going to touch this one as well. Um, second game I'm seeing here: Chicago at Washington. Uh, talk about teams checking out. Um, Washington is a three-point favorite. The over/under is two thirty. Uh, my hometown Bulls are an enigma. I don't really ever like to bet on them or against them because I don't want to bet against them because I don't want to root against them, but I don't ever want to bet on them because they're not good. So Washington kind of falls in that category, but they've had some decent games here and there. Um, I don't know. If I had a, this game, I might actually lean towards Washington. The three points is not that much for me. Do you ever thought on it? Yeah, so these teams actually just played really, really recently. Um, January 15th, Chicago won 115-106, to 106 and they covered the four-and-a-half-point spread. I actually really like Chicago in this game, getting points. They've seemed to help me out anytime I bet on them when they were getting points. Washington is so hit or miss with their – performance they are going to be without Thomas Bryant with his foot injury so their big big guy there is going to be out so I look for Thad Young and Daniel Gafford as well as Luke Cornett to maybe stretch him out a little more uh, play some real smart ball and not to mention that Chicago as far as defensively uh, rated teams they are in their last five games um, you know top half of the uh no, I'm sorry. Uh, they are not in the top half of the league. They were playing really good up until, you know, a few games ago. But they, um, on the season, they are a little bit better defensively than what um, you would think them to be. So, you know, they're actually not that far out of the eighth seed in the East, which is just crazy to think about. Um, so I think they want to win these last couple of games before the All-Star break. I think they're a little more motivated than Washington is. It just seems like there's one guy with the Wizards, and that's Bradley Bill. And, you know, they aren't uh, going anywhere specifically. I think the Bulls at least have a vision of what they want to do. They're eyeballing that eighth spot right now. So I think you're going to get a little more effort out of them. One thing I will say is Washington's 7-3 and in their last 10 games at home against the spread. So, you know, I always like to give – side of support, but also air of caution. Um, just, you know, 
to put every little bit of aspect out there for our listeners. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on there. And like you said, I think Washington is the team that cares more. I'm excuse me, Chicago is the team that cares more. Um, and Washington is a little bit checked out. And that's, uh, if you can quantify that, I think you have a great advantage. Um, this next year, I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna, just Chicago money line also might have a little bit of value in it for me, in my opinion, as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. Um, you have a line in this game, which I don't have. Portland, New Orleans. What did you say the line was? So right now I'm seeing plus two and a half for Portland. Okay. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a weird matchup here. Um, I want to see – I think, yeah, Brandon Ingram is questionable. Zion is now upgraded to probable. So, you know, take with that what you will. Um, Portland was one of the worst cover teams. Um, against spread, you know, in all of basketball up until recently, they're seven and one in their last eight. So they're creeping around the 500 mark for the uh, against spread records. Uh, 12 and 16 on the road, however, and New Orleans is 14 and 12, so right around 500, you know, at home against the spread. Um, the the Blazers are playing good ball right now. They're beating teams that are tough, you know. They went on that stretch where they won um, four in a row. You know, they beat Indiana. Indiana, they beat Houston. They beat the Lakers. They beat the ja- uh, the Jazz. Um, they then lost to the Jazz by three, so a real close game. That was that goaltending call that mm. didn't get called. Um, they beat the Spurs, um, and they recently just beat Miami. Granted, it was without Jimmy Butler, but, um, you know, Miami's still a solid team. So if New Orleans wasn't going to have Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, I think it's easy for me to go and just take the points with Portland. And I probably still will. Um, New Orleans is actually covering at a real good clip in their last 18 against the spread. They're 12-5-1 and one, um, and 8-3 and three in their last 11 at home. So a little more conflicting storylines here as far as this card goes. Um, I believe that uh, when the total gets set, it'll probably be around 237, 240. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of points set. Mm-hmm. So we'll see uh, in the morning when they set that, since we're recording Monday night. But as of right now, I like taking the points with Portland. Yeah, that's what's tough for me, too, because of the injuries and who who's going to be uh, not just on the court, but how effective they're going to be. So. Portland, uh, if I had to pick a side without knowing that, I would probably go Portland, too. They're playing just really good basketball. I think they're really just trying to fight for the um, – to get in the playoffs. And I think New Orleans, despite, um, you know, trying, they just uh, – they're more, they're more um, worried about player development than they are winning uh, games. So a um, little more motivation, I think, for Portland on this side. Um, all right, next game, San Antonio against Oklahoma City. Okay, see a seven-point home favorite, total of 220. San Antonio uh, is coming off his back-to-back, losing at Denver, as you mentioned earlier, 120 to 127, and then traveling uh, just down to uh, Oklahoma. Um, do you think this line is pretty good, or what, do you, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, the Thunder are the best against the spread team in the whole NBA. Um, granted they do it a lot better on the road than they do at home 15 and 13 at home versus 20 and five on the road. Mm. So that gives me a little pause right away just because, you know, 
the Spurs tonight, they did compete up until the last, you know, quarter and a, uh, you know, I'd say like quarter and a quarter of the uh, game. Um, DeMar DeRozan is questionable for tomorrow night, so that's going to play a little bit of a big part. You know, I want to find out what exactly is going on with his status. If it's looking like he's going to play, I'm going to go ahead and wait to take the Thunder just so I can get maybe a half point or a point shaved off of the spread and um, see if I can't get it at a lower number. But as of right now, um, if he's out, this is going to go up to, you know, I'd say seven, an even seven. Uh, the Spurs, you know, they're so weird. Um, it's hard to decide on what they're going to do. Um, it, it seems like when they have it figured out and they just, you know, they go ahead and just pack it in and, you know, drop their shorts and, you know, drop the ball and all that good stuff. So it's one of those things that I'm, I'm a little timid to bet on them or against them or with them. But I do like I do like the, this Thunder team. I mean, they're overperforming. They're playing really well. Billy Donovan's got them locked in. Um, you know, their ratings as far as what they've been doing recently, you know, they're top 10 in uh, offensive rating. They are also uh, top 10 in defensive rating. And then they're seventh in net rating over their last five. So if I'm going to take a side on this, give me the Thunder um, I would say wait to see what's going on with DeRozan. But if it's looking like he's going to be playing, I would definitely jump on it right now. If it's looking like he's going to be out, then I would definitely wait. Um, so either way, I like the Thunder. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll lay that six and a half. Yeah, I think it's going to be um, tough for San Antonio to compete again against the, the well-coached team that's, that's you know – Again, they're fighting it well. They're in the playoffs right now, and they're going to want to stay there. So they'll play pretty hard tomorrow night. Um, all right, the last game on the slate, a very good one here, Boston at Houston. Um, Houston, a two-and-a-half-point favorite of a total of 231. Um, this will be a fun game to watch. I don't think I'm going to bet on it because I think Boston can give this team fits. Um, and Houston is not playing any defense. So mm-hmm. – uh, with the effort Boston gives on defense and then Houston's lack of it. Um, normally I would take Houston giving a bucket, but uh, against the Celtics, I'm not going to do that. Uh, yeah. Wait, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah. So Eric Gordon's already been ruled out. Okay. So I, you know, that helps the side that I like a little bit in this Jalen Brown's probable. So they'll probably get him back. The Celtics that is. I like the Celtics in this one. They're four and one in their last five games on the road, uh, six and three specifically in their last nine against Houston against the spread, and then they got a seven-game win streak going on right now. So you got two teams going opposite ways. One team has a seven-game win streak, and uh, you know the um, Rockets have a two-game losing streak. Boston has a little bit more continuity with their rotations. Houston's still trying to figure out this small ball, weird D'Antoni you know, stuff, whatever you want to call it. Um, oh, that's right. They have no one over six foot five starting. Yeah, yeah. So um, Boston's a great defensive team, even if Houston's going to try to run and gun or do whatever it is they want to with that small ball. Um, so I love getting points from um, Boston, you know, or getting points for Boston, you know, two and a half, you know, that's, 
I'll take that all day. One thing, uh, one other thing that I'm looking at is the fact that this over uh, underline is set at 231. Um, Boston is 10 and 15 to the under on the road, and um, Houston's uh, 12 and 14 to the under at home. So on the season, uh, Boston's 23 and 29 to the under, and uh, Houston's 22 and 30 and one. So I like the uh, I like the under on this as well. Think Boston's going to come in and play some staunch defense and uh, get the job done and uh, pick up the victory. I also like them on the money line. Um, as far as net ratings go, Boston's third in their last five in all of the NBA, um, and they're a top five defensive rated uh, rated team um, in their last five also, and then top five uh, sitting at the number four spot in offense and. Uh, Houston, you know, believe it or not, in their last five games, they're just the 15th rated offensive uh, team. So go ahead and give me the points, the money line, and the under, all pointing in the uh, favor of the Celtics. Yeah, I was going to say, if you do like the Celtics, I would go with the under as well. Um, I, I can see it definitely leaning that way. Um, that's going to take us through the NBA slate. I know, Devin, you mentioned that uh, college has a – a nice uh, slate tomorrow too. What are some games uh, you so, like over there? Yeah, there's a couple of games that I've eyeballed a little bit. Um, you know, there, there's some pretty challenging lines out there right now. One that I really like though is um, Northern Illinois. They're getting eight points against the Ball State Cardinals. For some reason, this Northern Illinois team is just getting disrespected. You know, they've been hanging in there in the uh, MAC. They are 15 and nine on the year. Um, and, you know, this Ball State team, as far as um, what they're able to do, um, they're very one-sided. Um, they don't have a great defense. Northern Illinois is a more fundamentally sound team. And, uh, you know, Ball State's down one of their forwards and Zach Gunn, he's got an ankle injury. Uh, Northern Illinois, six and one against spread in their last seven. Um, they also have a six-game win streak and 5-0 um, uh, and against the spread in their last five road games. So I look for Northern Illinois to cover the spread, and I'm going to go out on a wild limb and say that they might even get a, get a road victory here. You know, they need it. Um, they can, you know, sneak up and get first in their division of the, uh, the MAC. And uh, they're a 500 team on the road. Um, at six and six, but um, this is an important game for them, and uh, I think they could definitely use it. So I think they're going to get the job done. Um, and then, as far as uh, you know, more of a marquee matchup. Um, you know, I know everybody loves the MAC and all, but you know, there's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's other exciting conferences. Um, you know, there are some Big Ten games. Um, I'm high on the Big Ten home teams right now, but as far as tomorrow's card, um, it's, a, it's a little – I wouldn't touch some of the home teams. The only one I would go with is Purdue just because they are so good at home, but they are playing host to Penn State, who is just on a tear right now. So I am a little uh, apprehensive about that one. Um one of my favorite plays is I like Notre Dame getting four and a half against Virginia. Virginia is actually one of the worst spread teams in all of college basketball. They're seven, 14 and one Notre Dame's 14 and nine. And the problem with Virginia is they play so slow 
that if they get off to a sluggish start and they don't hit their mid-range of three-point shots, they're going to go ahead and just stay behind the curve the whole game. Um, Notre Dame's pretty hot right now. they got a four-game win streak, 5-0 and against spread in their last five games. And, um, you know, it's – it's a it's a good game here. You know, this is the a, ACC. Um, Notre Dame's trying to fight for position, and they're in the bubble watch right now. And Virginia is pretty terrible at home against the spread. They're four and nine. Um, so I like uh, Notre Dame getting the uh, four and a half points. And I think this is actually going to get bet down a little bit before tomorrow's tip. So if you want to jump on this early, I would recommend doing so. And the over-unders at 123, Virginia is one of the most uh, under teams in the uh, country. So I also like the under. But give me the points with the Fighting Irish and the Northern uh, Illinois Huskies. All right. Two nice picks right there. I know absolutely nothing about college basketball. So thank you for (laughs) – Well, thanks for listening to me ramble a little bit. No, no. You know, I love them action. So I love me some action. It's been treating me nice lately. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's really – if you can – college basketball is one of those places because there are so many teams and so many games, I really think the odds makers have to just kind of go very vanilla on the line. So if you're really falling it close, you certainly can probably kill it or at least win at it, um, something I have yet to try to do. But um, I just don't like the product. Do you actually like watching college basketball? Oh, I love it. I oh, usually yeah, have okay. three screens going. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> it's – and I can I, I'll sit there and watch Cal Baptist versus Arkansas State if I can. You know, I'm just, is that a, is that like Division three? Uh, no, it's it's Division one. It's just oh, it is. You know, okay. Cal Cal Baptist is out in the I want to say it's the Big West Conference, and Ar- Arkansas State's in the Sun Belt. Uh, so real small stuff, but yeah. Needless to say, I love basketball. Yeah, I'm a degenerate, so it works out. It definitely does. All right, Davin. Thanks again for. Uh, Sharing your whistle on that. I'm going to wrap it up here unless you have any closing comments. Sure. I would just uh, remind the listeners where they can find us on uh, Twitter, oh, which uh, yeah. you are at Ball with Neil. I am at uh, Ball with Neil. And you I'm are at D A L E 007. And then, of course, Hootball Gaming is where you can find all of us on the Twitter handle for the whole uh, project here. And, uh, you know, check out hoop-ball.com since we are a presentation of them. Um, lots of great content. If you are into fantasy basketball or basketball in general, you're going to get some really good uh, articles and newsletters pumped out of there. Um, our fearless leader, Aaron Bruski, takes good care of that. Dan Bespris has a daily uh, fantasy uh, basketball show as well. So if you need basketball, we're your guys. And that's, uh, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of content there, and also uh, DFS show every day too. If you're a DFS. Yeah, with Coach. Uh, yeah, with Coach. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's driving that bus pretty hard. So, um, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 